I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Well, good morning. Surprise. It's a podcast. It's early in the morning. Sitting here on the sofa with me and my dog. Got the volume for Good Morning America way down. So I could listen to their advertisements for whatever's on their network, whether it's Disney or ABC or ESPN or something. That's all, that's all Good Morning America is anymore. It's really a two-hour advertisement for whatever else is on their family of networks. Yeah, you know, they'll have something in there. You know, why do I watch it? Well, because normally it's good news. They'll have the bad news for like a minute and a half at the top of every hour. And then they go on and they do stupid shit that nobody cares about. And they have George Stephanopoulos. They got Michael Strahan. I got Robin Roberts. Right now, it's the dog show, the Westminster Dog Show. And a cool dog one. Who's quite lovely. You gotta dig those dogs in those dog shows. They're just so well trained and they're so pampered. You know, I don't know. My dog could win one. Rocky could have. Just walked around with his bent up tail. <laughs> Getting everybody shuggies. He's so happy. Leroy could have won one back in the day before he turned gray with his mockings and his colorings. Uh, so what have I been doing? Well, I mowed the yard like, I don't know, three times probably since my last podcast. It's looking good. We've got some rain. It won't stay that way. When we get to the July and August, we'll be fighting to have any green left. We'll be in the middle of a drought. Gotta get that water while we can, the free water. That's the, how you know you're old. When God gives you free rain water instead of you, you know, watering your grass with your sprinklers. You can water your grass with your sprinklers every day. And it's not the same as rainwater. There's something in that rain. I don't know if it's the, um, the, the pollution <laughs> provides chemicals to kill the bugs but it's real you, you can water forever it's not quite the same as that free rainwater you don't have to pay for so what else have i been doing well i went to vegas with my buddies you know we go to vegas with my buddies once or twice a year never more than twice and we always have a great time this time we stayed at the golden nugget downtown which is where i prefer to gamble i like to play blackjack you can find three to two blackjack you Go on the strip, everything is six to five, and that's just too much of a house advantage. You want, if you bet 10 bucks on a blackjack table downtown and you win on three to two, you get 15 bucks. Downtown, well, you get 12. It's just not the same. So that little bit of money on those occasional blackjacks make all the difference in the world. And you know what's really good is getting a blackjack. You don't have to take a hit. You know what sucks though? Is when they have an ace showing. Now, I'll take even money. It's like, I'm, I want my win. They say don't ever do it. But it's like, I'm not gonna push on a blackjack. Just give me the even money. I'll forego the three, the two on the few times that you have an ace up. You know, that's just what I'm gonna do. 
So I have a blackjack story. I'm embarrassed to tell you this story. I didn't want to tell you this story. I didn't want to forget this incident. So I'm playing at this place called Jerry's Nuggets. It's a place off the beaten path. It's where locals go. They have a great diner with great uh, pies and cakes, bakery in there. And, but the casino's nothing special. There's a bingo hall and some machines and some tables. But we sit at a blackjack table, me and my buddies. And a lot of these blackjack tables have side bets now. Usually it's a dollar, as much as five, where you can make an extra wager. So at this particular blackjack table, it was a dollar to a $5 bet. And if you are dealt a 20 of any kind, could be two face cards or even an ace or a nine, then that $1 wager pays you four to one. So you get $4 back. Now, if that 20 is suited, like two diamonds, then it is 20 to one, I believe. Now, there's only two decks in the, in the, on the table. The dealer's working with two decks, not a six deck shoe. And if you make that dollar side wager and you get, let's say, two jack of spades, so they're, they're identical cards because, you know, there's one in each deck and there's two decks, then that's 50 to one. So 50 bucks on a dollar bet. But if you get two queen of hearts, that is 200 to one. And here's the kicker. If you get two queen of hearts and they have an, a blackjack, the dealer has a blackjack, thousand to one. So I was playing this um, pretty much every time. So I was watching the table and if that queen of hearts came out on the table, I generally would stop my dollar bet unless there were a lot of low cards being thrown out at the table or on the table. But pretty much I was really paying attention and I was betting it at just appropriate times. And it was just a dollar. Sometimes I'd bet $2 and I hit a few of them. So there's this one hand where for some reason I got distracted. Somebody asked me something. The waitress was bringing me something. Um, I, I'm not even really sure because it's all a sad blur but she starts dealing and I do not have my side bet up the first card she throws down is the Queen of Hearts and I go oh, shit I knew I looked no no side bet of a dollar and I go I better not get that other Queen of Hearts sure enough I get the second Queen of Hearts I go oh I just lost 200 bucks she flips over an ace actually it's a guy and gets a blackjack. I would have won thousand dollars. Of course, now everybody is at the tables. Oh, look at you. And then the other people come over and the pit bosses. Oh, look at you, you fucked up. It's like, I was betting it every fucking time. I was a little bit shaken at that point. Leaving a thousand dollars on a dollar bet. It's like just, a, it's just the ultimate kick in the balls. It's just a kick in the fucking plums. I had to get up and go over to the bar and get me a drink and just, I was shaking a little bit. I was so angry at myself. It's really nobody's fault, but something happened. There were some outside influences. And of course the dudes I was with, they were just like, oh, you'll never hear the end of this. And oh, and I was just like, guys, I'm, I'm fixing to throw up. So if I do, it's gonna be on you for giving me some grief. And then they immediately thought better of it. But 
It was true. I, I almost thought I was going to throw up and I was sick. At that point, I was probably down three or $400 for the trip. First day I broke even. Second day, which was this, I was probably down, you know, at that point I was maybe down 200 bucks. I was doing pretty good. I mean, we'd gambled a lot, but I made up for it. The next day we went out to Gold Coast. I played a three card poker game, which I've never played, but I've watched it on YouTube, sat down with my buddy, Matt. It's your three cards against their three cards. You make the best poker hand. And I hit a straight flush. Well, then you can combine on the side bet all six cards to make a five or a six card hand. Well, I hit a straight flush. She dealt me a two, three, four spades, turned over a five, six. I had 12 bucks on the table. I won 638 bucks on that. My buddy Matt said, I have played this game thousands and thousands of hands and watched people. I said, I've never seen that. I immediately got up and left. It's like, well, I'm not gonna hit another one. 30 minutes later, I'm sitting at the machine with my buddy Ray, my buddy Matt, and we're at the Palms, and I hit a, a progressive for 478 bucks. So there's my thousand bucks back, man. I don't know if that's karma, but I came home the next day with, well, hundreds of dollars more than I brought. Now, if you come home even, man, that's amazing. If you can come home with enough to pay for your airfare and your hotel and your drinks and your food and still a few hundred dollars left, man, you had a free vacation. You won. You won big. You don't have to come home with thousands of dollars to win in Vegas. It does not happen that often. But here's what I did. Played a lot of blackjack. I know how to play. Wasn't throwing the money in the slot machines. Those are losers. I mean, I've hit in the slots before, and I did play some slots. There was a couple slots I liked. My buddy Ray likes them. And we'd sit down there and, you know, have a beer and play some slots and bullshit. But anyway, that was my trip. I was glad to get home. I spent three nights. Normally, I'd say for the last few years, it was two nights. You get there early the first day, go home late the last day. That's plenty. But the last time, it's like, oh, man, I wish I had another day with my buddy. So we did an extra day. And that last day is rough. Vegas is hard to stay three nights for me. There wasn't any concert. Usually I go to one. But not this time. So that's, that's why you haven't had a lot of podcasts. I've been busy. I've been doing Vegas. I've been mowing my yard. Oh, I got a physical. Usually in the spring, I go and get my physical. And I noticed on the paperwork, they don't want me to get a physical every year anymore. It's every 15 months. So every, you know, four years, they save the cost of a physical. That's, that's new to me. Used to be go every year, get your yearly physical. Now it's go get your every 15 month physical. What? I guess that's fine. What's three months? Normally I don't go the same month every year. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But my doc, you know, He's a sponsor of the Thank God For. It used to be Chalky Chalk, Dr. Paul Berg. He goes in there, gives me a look-see, he orders the blood work. You know, there's the old prostate exam for guys my age. I'm not a fan, but you gotta do it. I just, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what to say about prostate exams. Not a fan. I kind of feel like afterwards he and I should light up a smoke after our nice prostate exam. Take me out, buy me a fucking drink. 
But here's the other thing. So it's like, are you due for a colonoscopy? It's like, yeah, I'm probably due. Um, I had one when I was 51. It's supposed to be 50. I figure I can get by till 61. It's another couple years. But he goes, well, listen, here's our cola. Let's just do one of these cola guards. If, if that comes back iffy, then we can talk about it. But they're easy. I go, fine. They give me this little envelope, this little kit. You ever done one of those? Well, I got home, I threw it on my dresser. It's like, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Because I have never done one, but I know the basic premise. You gotta go mine your own poo. It's like, we'll do that later. <laughs> I'm gonna go mow the yard a hundred times, and then I'll come back and I'll read the instructions on this kit. So that sat untouched for weeks. And then, you know, I opened it up. It's like a science experiment, you know, with directions and there's spoons and they look like little Coke spoons from the 80s, but they're poo spoons. That's a whole different animal right there. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I can't deal with this right now. I, I, I let, let's, let's have an uncomfortable conversation. My, I'm going to go shoot a moose early in the morning and it's quiet after my coffee. We're going to take care of that. However, I'm not fully awake till probably 10 o'clock. And I'm certainly in no condition to perform a science experiment on my poo with a Coke spoon with, without being fully aware of my environment. So where is that cola guard? Sitting on my dresser. <sighs> Mocking me. You know, I guess I need... I wonder if there's a YouTube, this is how you do Cologuard. Or if they would take that down for being disgusting. But it is. it would be educational. I don't want to watch it, but there's got to be some kook that tried to put that on YouTube. Maybe they blurred out. Maybe they blurred out the moose. I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't read the directions fully, but I'm thinking, do you just drop your moose in the, in the pond? Do you do it on a paper plate? What are we doing? Nobody knows. Well, I don't know. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't. I really don't want to know. But I, I do know I'm in no condition at eight o'clock, eight thirty in the morning, six thirty, whenever I get up and have my coffee, to shoot a moose and do a science experiment and do it right. What's what's worse thing? I fucked it up. I got to do it again. I got to go get another envelope. Well, just read the directions. No. I don't want to read the directions. You know, when I was a kid, I used to make models, model airplanes, model cars. Do you understand the People don't do that anymore. Most people listening to these podcasts have never built a model anything. When I was a kid, that was a thing. I remember having my card table up in our little area where we did activities and I'd open up and I'd look at all the parts, I'd start taking them apart. You know, they're all come together and they're all, yeah, it's hard to explain YouTube it. But the directions were lengthy. When I was a kid, I didn't want to read directions. I just want to start gluing those pieces together. Well, I'll just tell you this. Doing a model is exponentially harder when you don't read the directions. <clears throat> you have to read the directions and I didn't want to do it because I was a kid. Kids hate directions. 
And so what would happen is I would fuck it up. I would try to glue the windshield on the plane or the car or whatever. And then you get glue on the windshield, which is hard to get off. And then the last step was I would throw the, <laughs> throw the model against the wall. <laughs> I get so angry and so mad and frustrated by not following directions, which is my own kid fault, that eventually I just get pissed off. And hopefully it was a plane. And that plane, with or without wings, was going to fly into the wall. Sometimes it'd be a car. And it would go barreling into the wall. And then I would cuss and say, I'm never doing a model again. I'd take up all the pieces that I'd throw away. Now those models were probably $299, $499 back then. They were cheap. And then about a year later, I'd see a model and I'd go, I'd like to do that model, having previously forgotten about all of my model frustrations of the past. All of my non-direction following model pieces shattering against the wall. I'd just completely forgotten. I'd try it again. And you know what would happen? Model and wall. Every time. I don't think I ever completed a model. That's not right. I remember one model I completed because it was super easy. It was about a 12-inch statuette of the mummy. I, I don't know why I got it, but I mean, how hard was that? You just piece it all together, glue it. There was a little stand and the mummy glue, glowed in the dark. I almost said glued in the dark. It glowed in the dark. Here's the problem when you're a kid and you have a glow-in-the-dark mummy on your dresser. It's scary. So the mummy lived in the closet during the nighttime. And eventually, I got tired of taking it in and out from my dresser to the closet, dresser, closet at night. And it just stayed in the closet because I was afraid of the mummy model. But I did it. At least it was one that I did. I wish I still had that thing. It'd be great. All right, guys. <laughs> talked about models. We talked about... Um, Guard. It's time for our next segment. Thank God for. Sponsored by Dr. Paul Berg's. Dr. Paul Berg. I don't know why I put an S on it. Just I was fixing to say something else. But it, here's my point. If you got problems with your body, you need to go see a doctor. Maybe your one of your toes is like curling over the other. That sounds bad. You need to go to the doctor. Maybe you are, um, you know, bleeding out of things. That's a doctor. And Dr. Paul Berg fix you up. If you got a boil, <laughs> a lesion, sorry. It's funny to me. I know it's not funny to you. Have you ever had a boil? What causes a boil? I've mentioned this in the past. I had boils on my body when I was a child. Somebody needed to be cleaning me better. Dr. Paul Berg, sponsor Scott and White Group, Round Rock, Georgetown. We'll fix you up. All right. Let's get to the segment. Thank God for. Thank God for. Podiums. Thank God for podiums. I like the sound of that word, podium. Sir, we have the results of your Cologuard test. 
It's a good thing we put a podium in the test for you to help complete the test. It sounds like a useful tool right there. You know, I was a teacher for many years and I had this little mini podium. Sometimes I had to get up in front of the class and talk a lot of times and I you can't just stand there like a, like a psychopath. You need a podium. Imagine not having a podium and there you are. Better make sure your fly zipped. Podium will cover that. At any rate, anytime you see someone talking on TV up on a stage and they're walking around and they got to have the right shoes and the right pants or dress or whatever, you wouldn't have to worry about that so much if you just had a fucking podium. Just get behind the podium. You know, when you see debates, generally there's a podium. Why? Because they need to hold stuff. Maybe your drink, maybe your papers. Can't remember everything. You need a podium for that. Podiums are underrated. <clears throat> and that's what this is all about. We have to shed light on the things that we take for granted. And I'm telling you, podiums are often neglected. If you're, if you're a rock star, let's say you're Steven Tyler of Aerosmith, you ought to just go up there and sing your songs at a podium. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? No running around, jumping around, no swinging the microphone. You just stand at your podium. Say, yeah, I don't have to do anything now. I don't have to entertain you physically. I'm behind a podium. You're probably thinking, this is a weird thing God for. Not if you need a podium. I could be thinking, I've already thanked birds. It's the number one thing. We talked about how we don't appreciate giraffes. And I believe I mentioned a hippo. I'll think of some other things, but today it's podium. You don't like that? Fuck off. I'm sorry. Well, I'm back. Guess what happened in my little town of Lago Vista, Texas? We got a new grocery store. That is a big deal. So a little grocery store history. So when my parents moved out here in 90, I don't know, 90, 89, 90, 91, there was no grocery store. You had to drive, you know, 30 minutes to HEB. But HEB is still there and it's HEB rocks. I think we've talked about how, what an amazing grocery store chain that is. Probably the best around. But that, they didn't want a grocery store here because there were a couple guys on the city council that had these little quick stop stores. You know, and they sold bread and milk and eggs along with all their other things. And they just thought, well, we're gonna lose too much money. So they uh, would always make sure that the development was very structured in the way they wanted, which meant no grocery stores. Well, then they finally got one out here and it's called Lowe's and it's not, not the Home Depot Lowe's building material store. It, it is a grocery store spelled the same way. And it is not much. It's small, which is not a problem. But they price gouge you on everything. So I understand you're gonna pay a little bit more at a store like that. One time I went in there and I wanted some, Allison needed some heavy whipping cream for her coffee. I thought, I'm just gonna go down to Lowe's. Well, the amount of heavy whipping cream for a lot was on a pint at, at HEB, maybe two bucks. $1.80, two bucks tops. If you get the big one, maybe it's 
389. Well, they had a small one of heavy, a small pint of heavy whipping cream. They went like 795 for it. And I just thought, that is too much. That that is outrageous. That is them saying, hey, you want your heavy whipping cream? You're gonna pay us your three times cost, or you're gonna drive all the way to HEB. It was crazy. And Everything's expensive there, and they don't even have regular brands at this Lowe's. Like, if you want, let's say you wanted some Del Monte peas. No, no, no. You're gonna get Food Club peas, whatever the hell that is, or Joe's peas. Even getting regular brand stuff is 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 not easy. So, people would bitch about it on the Facebook page. I, I'm not on the Facebook page, but I, before I got off of it. And people would defend it. These are hardworking people, and I'm so thankful for Lowe's. It's like, I get it. This has nothing to do with the hardworking people of Lowe's. They don't set the prices. They're the lowest people on the totem pole. It's about, hey, I understand you want to make a profit. Quit screwing me. But anyway, we got a Brookshire Brothers now. And they've been working on this Brookshire Brothers for years. Well, over a year. And I went in there the other day, and it is gorgeous and it smells brand new as it should and the people were friendly and as they should be when they just opened the store there was one guy working they were stocking stuff it was early in the morning when i got there like right when they opened well it was about eight 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 or eight thirty i think they opened at seven so they were still finishing up and so one lady came out one of the bosses and was talking to one of the stalkers and asked him a question and then paid him a, hey doing a great job thank you so much and it's like i don't think i've heard that maybe she did it because she saw me standing there but i i can't tell you if i've ever heard a boss compliment a worker at a retail store in front of me i have no memory of that ever happening and it was quite lovely i enjoyed it anyway they have a little diner I didn't go look at it too carefully but I've seen on the ads so we get a flyer every week I just got the second one yesterday for this coming week and they have some sort of a little not a food court but a little diner you know you can get fried chicken and places like that and there's some tables that says sit down stay a while everything's so clean so they have apparently a lunch special but it's the same lunch all week and then next week they'll give you a new lunch which seems weird but that's how I understand it. So they were giving, for, for this meal it was chicken spaghetti, two vegetable sides, a 20 ounce drink, and a roll. Now how much do you think that is? In Austin that's $100. <laughs> I sent my brother a, a TikTok, not a TikTok, of a reel on Instagram. It's like, when is everything $100? Because we laugh about it. everything's a hundred dollars now. What used to be twenty is now a hundred dollars. Anyway, so how much is that? It's six dollars even. It's like oh, I'm gonna go try that. I'm gonna go try a six dollar meal with an entree, two sides, a drink, and a roll for six dollars. I'm gonna go try that. Is it gonna be good? Probably not. Is it gonna be bad? Nah. It'll be better than prison food. And it'll be better than cafeteria food that you get at school. It's got to be better than those. And it's $6. And it comes with a drink. Heck, if you go get a drink at Torchy's, it's $2.99 for a drink, a fountain drink. 
They're fucking us, people, on those fountain drinks. Have you seen the prices of those lately? They've inched up. That's where they get you. That's how I save money now if I go outside. I don't stink water. I used to make fun of the water people. Just have a fucking drink. Enjoy your meal. But now it's like, no. I get it. Because now I'm saving $3, $2.99 plus tax, probably $3.24. That means every third meal I eat out is free if I don't get a drink. It's math, people. Anyway, I want you to come visit me and let's go to Brookshire Brothers and let's try the $6 meal. Let's do it. Afterwards, we can go to the lake, we can play disc golf. Just give me a shout. I know you want, you want to do it. I want to do it. I'm going to try the $6 meal at Brookshire Brothers. By the way, Brookshire Brothers sits up on a hill. The parking lot has like levels because it's on a hill. And you stand at front door of Brookshire Brothers and you have a beautiful view of, of the hill country at a grocery store. Anyway, I'm pretty excited about it. It doesn't take, I should, I should do thank God for Brookshire Brothers. But today was podium, so I'm not going to do Brookshire Brothers because I've already talked about it. But this is the problem with getting old. You get excited about things like this. Can you imagine a kid? Kids wouldn't care about Brookshire Brothers. They don't buy groceries. All right, everybody. Uh, I'd like to thank my intro music, Brother Joe Freund. My outro music, Brother Mike Flanagan. I'd like to all, thank all my sponsors. I have several sponsors that just sponsor for 99 cents a month. It's probably what this podcast is worth. I got a couple that do $4.99. You're overpaying, but I appreciate it. I'm not always Johnny on the spot. I'm going to give you two a month. I promise. Two a month. Now, those two may come on the 6th and the 15th, and you may not get the, sec the, the next month until the, the 20th and the 28th. But you're going to get two a month. It's worth 99 cents. Guys, until next time, thanks for listening to this silly corner of this little neighbor of the internet. I'm your host, Bill Flanagan, and you've just listened to, I'm not mad, I'm, I'm not irritated, episode 90, that means I'm 10 episodes away from 100, see you next time.